Hey y'all, it's me again, Bonnie Violet. I just wanted to take a second and thank my Patreon members. Patreon members are folks who contribute on a monthly basis, anywhere from $3 to $150 a month to support the work of a queer chaplain. Big shout out to Victoria Thompson, Jason Brandt, Brandon Stanton, Kim Silva, Brandy McCarg, Randy Sandnot, Bob Kaiser, Joey Heckmeister, Violet Rhiannon, Gabriel, Jonathan, Patrick and Todd Atkins Whitley. Thank you so much for your continued contributions. And if you're interested in joining the Patreon, just check the link in the description. Go to patreon.com forward slash Bonnie Violet. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Hey, uh, it's Bonnie Violet. <laughs> um, it's Saturday, January the 20th around seven o'clock in the evening and uh it's been a minute since I kind of um did one of those audio audio journal entries for my podcast and so um I thought I would do one now I um I don't know if folks know but um I've been um I'm gonna write a book and so this is some of the beginning um and again this is like very beginning (laughs) um but this is some of what I started um, to put together, um, thinking that this is kind of like the intro page. Um, and I wrote a, I wrote it last night just before bed and, um, I thought I might just share it with you now. Um, and again, just it's, it's rough. Um, (laughs) and it might not, you know, I don't know, it might not, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be final. I just wanted to share kind of where I'm at and what I've been thinking and how it started. So the title of my book is called Transmission. A Spiritual Autobiography by Bonnie Violet Quintana. Um, So the intro, um, so why write a book? For someone who doesn't read books, I've always found this an interesting venture and at the same time have had this reoccurring inclination to write a book and many suggestions to do as much. Initially in my early 20s, I figured it would be centered around my HIV infection. Later on, I thought possibly again when I got sober, in my late 20s and early 30s, and more recently in my 40s, centering around my trans identity. Why now? Because I am in a space in which integration is something I value, both personal and and beyond. Um, If I would have written a book earlier, I think it would have, again, centered around a person living with HIV, a person in recovery, and or a trans person, whereas writing a spiritual autobiography autobiography will allow me to include all of these things and has been a constant throughout all these experiences. What do I hope to gain? What sort of impact am I hoping for? What is my intent? As a queer chaplain this last few years, I've really spent a lot of time talking about and interviewing individuals on podcasts and YouTube videos with the intent of helping one to lace their narrative with a spiritual thread especially those which have narratives thought to not be spiritual in nature to the individuals themselves, those around them, and overall general perception of those outside of their community. I've experienced a lot of identity shifts and understandings that at times I believed or lacked the capacity to live into a higher purpose or calling. The first time was when I was diagnosed as HIV positive and was pushed out of the closet as a gay man, Well, that was my understanding of myself at that time. At the time, I had just left Grand Canyon University, where I had majored in theater and minored in Christian studies. 
for one semester um, and was part of a theater group at a mega church in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was living at the time. Once this all came to head, I felt I needed to leave this group and this church as I wasn't able to reveal to them what I was going through at the time. This was a very difficult experience for me at the time, as church had always been a safe place for me to land, one of the only places I felt safe during my K-12 years. Church for the first time was a place I couldn't go to for love, support, escape, purpose, meaning, and all the other things that it had afforded me at that time of my life. I couldn't imagine talking with them about my sexuality and recent infection. I didn't realize it at the time, but in retrospect, I think one of the reasons why church was my safe place was that there wasn't any pressure or push to discuss sexuality in any form. So in some ways, it was just an avoidant, a tool to keep my truth from me, a truth I wasn't quite ready to swallow. But this diagnosis left me no choice. It was life or death. It trumped anything and everything that was happening in my life, and my life began to center around it. The centering was not compatible with church life or even God as far as that goes. At that time, I felt as if HIV and being gay was something I should be ashamed of and something that made me unworthy of God in heaven. Yet, I didn't believe the God I knew and loved couldn't forgive me or love me anyway. I felt well, God knows why I am this way and that I am unable to not be this way. I couldn't comprehend how he could, but I did believe he could and would. I definitely come to accept that I was gay and couldn't not be. I had tried. Getting HIV felt as if there was no turning back, that I couldn't undo my gay. And really, I thought that I had lost my life, my hopes, my aspirations, my meaning, my purpose, my everything. I'd worked much of my life up to that point with the belief that I was meant to do amazing things in the world, that my life was going to matter and many were going to be positively impacted because of me. People were going to be led to the Lord. My family was going to be taken care of in ways they had never experienced before due to my success and ability to purchase them a home, maybe even build it for them, build it so they would not have to worry about such things. In other words, I was what I was, in other words, I was, I was meant to be a savior, a savior of my family, a savior of sinners for the savior and a savior and my life was going, was going to have a global impact, savior of sinners for the savior and my life was going to have a global impact. Ugh, cringe. And just reading that and that perception. Anyway, I remember when I was young having this belief and in some ways a vision of sorts. In this vision, I was looking up at a television in this room, almost like a waiting room or some public space. And there was an announcement of my death. And there were people around the globe mourning me all at once. I also felt that this is what God wanted me to do. Much of my life, this was a driving force that pushed me to work so hard. At times it felt like a curse, and I often felt that it was a, was a bit grandiose of myself. Who, do, who did I think I was? What made me special? Well, at the same time, embracing my specialness and using it to affirm and validate my struggle in life, and how somehow I was able to get through it and have opportunities that, person, that people like me didn't have. I was smart. I hearted Jesus. 
And then I <laughs> went off for a second. And, um, and this is, I guess, the next part. <laughs> I think ultimately I am writing this book for myself. I've reached a stage and a place in my life in which I am struggling to exist, struggling to know why I exist and what my purpose is. Finding myself in an extreme state of loneliness, disconnectedness, sadness, fear, depression, and the like, and unable to do anything about it. Why am I struggling to combat it or make it different? I am not entirely sure, and deep within me I know exactly why. I feel I'm at another point in my life that feels fam familiarly disappointing, with a lack of contentment or satisfaction. I'm afraid to do all the things to heal, to battle, to conquer, to overcome, to excel, only to end up feeling all alone and unworthy. Throughout my entire life, I have, like most people, endured many difficult circumstances and experiences and took them all on with a great attitude, positive outlook, and surviving attitude, beating the odds, doing the extraordinary, what others thought couldn't be done, shouldn't be done but now I can't. I'm just spiraling. I think by writing this, I can see more fully and speak a wider truth and understanding of my life thus far in order to remind me of my resilience, to build my faith and to instill hope. Faith developed from seeing over and over again what I have come to believe. To peel back and see or peer back and see what was there that I didn't have the awareness of to instill hope by seeing the abundance where I once felt lacking or without. Much like I always talk as if and encourage others to do with theirs via my chaplaincy. And that's kind of where I ended. And then um, I started to write a little bit about, um, I guess, getting into um, my birth and stuff. But I think I'm going to save that for the next entry. So. Um, again, this is kind of a rough start and just kind of, you know, just trying to throw some words on the paper um, and try to get something going. I'd love any feedback or thoughts or comments um, when, when you, or if you come across this. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it and um, take care. Bye bye. Hey y'all, Bonnie Violet here again. Just wanted to take a second to let you know about Splintered Grace Podcast. Splintered Grace Podcast just completed its fifth season entitled Still Seeking. Splintered Grace is a podcast that I co-host with my aunt, who is a conservative Christian and one of my biggest supporters in my trans identity and just life in general. While many family members are choosing to no longer speak, we have chosen to sit at the table and engage in difficult conversations to find peace and restoration. Over our 24-year relationship, we have had a lot of ups and downs, and we haven't always really liked each other. We definitely never understood each other, and still some of it we don't, but we love one another so much and so hard and really work hard to show up for one another. And our hope is that by listening to this podcast, others may be able to begin to have peace and restoration in some of their other relationships with family members and or other loved ones. Uh, check it out, Splintered Grace Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Take care. Love you. Bye.